Maybe he was distracted by the promise of the spectacle they would see that day. The display of flying power and flying techniques by vessels of the Imperial fleet. Or maybe Dalvin was embarrassed because he'd realized Thane had identified the ship when he couldn't. He says he's going to the Imperial Academy, Thane thought. But that's just because he thinks it will make him important. Dalvin doesn't know every single ship like I do. Welcome to episode 8 of the Outer Rim News Podcast. For those that don't listen all the time, I'm Ashley Wilbanks. And I'm Austin. (laughs) You you did it too fast. Every time time I was going to introduce you, and I I was also going to put in some crowd noise back here too. This week, since we talked about it last week, I was going to put in like some fan noise as soon as you said your name. (laughs) You just blew, you blew that, you blew that. You blew that chance, right? I did. I think I did. Nah. Dang it. Just just like Georgia blew the game today. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Bulldogs, man, they they choked. Straight garbage. Well, hey, they're no Falcons, okay? They're no That's Falcons. That's true. That's true. But tomorrow we're going 4-0. We're going 4-0. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the late episode because normally we record on a Thursday night and we have it out on Friday morning, Friday afternoon-ish for you guys, but... Uh, you know, life got in the way this week, but we're still going to get an episode out because we don't want to miss a week and we didn't want to do it solo. So we're just giving it to you a little bit late and we hopefully will continue the normal routine this next week on, on a uh, Friday. But this week we're going to talk about a new book <clears throat> that came out on, did this one come out on Force Friday too? Yeah, this was one of them that came out on Force Friday along with the other, like, basically they had a big group of uh, young adult novels that, that came out all on Force Friday along with Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Well, well, this one's called Lost Stars by um, Claudia, Claudia Gray. Yeah, Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray. Uh, and I've never heard of her before, but apparently she's best known for a series of books called Evernight. Have you ever heard of those? I, I never never heard of them. Never heard of them. Me either. Yeah. Me either. And when I was doing some research for the show, yep, we do research <laughs> occasionally for the show. And we do notes occasionally. <laughs> no, really, yeah. I don't do notes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. So so I was looking on Amazon trying to find, you know, everything she's done. And, and of course, this Evernight book came up. And then another Evernight and another Evernight. Um, so I'm assuming it's like maybe a trilogy of books, sort of oh, like okay. Twilight. but. But, you know, I don't know. Um, and also, there's some illustrations by Phil Noto. Now, of course, I, I, got, I, I did the audiobook thing. I didn't read the actual book, and I'm, I'm assuming you read it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I read the, the hard copy. Now, were there illustrations throughout the book? No, um, actually, he didn't do any uh, illustrations for this one. Well, according to Amazon, it said he did illustrations for the book. I mean, unless he did the graphics, but I don't... I, like I didn't see anything in the book. There were no like, and he did them for the the other books, like for the for the young adult, like the 
the Han Solo and, and Luke Skywalker yeah. adventures and stuff, but no, nah, he didn't do anything in this one. Oh, well, maybe it's just a misprint or something on the on Amazon's bo- um, page for the book. Right. Weird. Probably now, probably just this, in confusion since it did come out and it was considered the young adult, not and he did the others. I could see how there was confusion, but yeah, in this one it was pretty much it was a young adult, but it was it was pretty much straightforward. It just had like a cool, you know, pretty neat little graphic on the front, but no no art. Like they didn't have any art of the characters or anything in the book, which would have been cool. I wish they had done something like that. That would have mm-hmm. been really really interesting, even with like these you know these expanded universe characters that are not in the in the movies or the cartoons or anything yeah yeah well um this book was 560 pages which is kind of, i mean how many aftermath wasn't this long was it uh it it was close but not really i mean it's you know even even with it being a young adult novel i mean that's that's really what intrigued me about it was when i was watching the uh, unboxing stuff they, they did you know the global event for the force mm-hmm. friday um yeah. you know they, of course there were times where they had to kill kill some time and they would they would you know just talk amongst each other or they bring in guests and they had brought in some of the authors for these young adult novels and they brought in Claudia Gray and just, you know, her, her charisma, like just, she was, she seemed like a real fun, fun lady. She was real cool. And she was, you know, of course she seemed like a big star Wars fan, but you know, they pull the book, like they had the book on a display and I was like, good Lord, that's like a Harry Potter book. Like it's, it's huge. And it's a young adult novel. I'm like, that's pretty impressive. You know? Hmm. So did did you get the hardback cut or, or is, I'm assuming that might be the only one that's this out is a hardcover. Yeah, the right? only the only thing out is just a hardback. I mean, I'm sure depending though, I mean, cuz I know a lot of times with with like the the young adult stuff, you know, they they usually keep they you know, they don't do like the adults have where it's just a hardback at first and then you know they'll they'll do like a mass paperback later. Sometimes they do with the kids stuff or you know like different editions and things like that, but I don't know if they have any plans for paperback, but I mean, it's it's a cheap book. I mean, it was only it, I paid nine bucks for it on, you know, it was like Amazon price, but, um, but it's hardback. And I mean the, you know, even the, like the, like I said, the book art was pretty cool, but one thing about this one and like, even with the other, the other young adult novels, when you, when you take the dust jacket off, it has like a, you know, it's still design. It's got like cool designs and like, you know, color, color, uh, font, color print on the actual, um, body of the of the book, you know, even when you take the dust jacket off, and it's the, the material is not like a you know like a normal hardback where it's just like cardboard. I mean, it actually has this coating that feels like almost like like a rubber or something. It's like black rubber. Hmm. It's really weird, but it's cool. I really, I mean, I I dig it. I mean, it's they put a lot of attention into these, definitely. Really. So what what was the cost on that thing? Like I said, it was like um like nine nine ten bucks. Something like really? that. It was it was real cheap. I mean, like I think Walmart was trying to sell it for twelve, maybe. I'm trying to. I think it was about around twelve, but um, uh, I price matched it with Amazon, which they were selling it for like nine because the other ones were like six bucks a piece. So I yeah. got this one for nine, and that means I think that was a steal. I mean, that's crazy for a big like like you said. It was, you know, almost like six hundred pages. You know, and it's, you know, it's hardback. It's yeah. I mean, you get. You get a lot for for nine bucks. I mean, it was it was an excellent excellent buy. Yeah. Um. Before we get into the into the meat of the review, there, um, mm-hmm. we're gonna say spoiler alert because yeah. I I can't 
I can't guarantee you I'm not going to spoil anything in the book, and I don't know about you, Austin, but I'm, I'm sure the same way. Uh, Look, I mean, we got to review it, so there's going to there's got to be spoilers, which you know, there's nothing in the book that's super revealing about anything. Yeah, because it's it's kind of like you know you're getting the you're basically already going through the stories that you've already you already know or or the this the the background the environment you you kind of already know we've we've seen it before, but it's from the perspective of, uh, and the lives of these two people. Um, but there, I mean, of course, like in in the terms of spoiling the book itself for you, then yeah, we'll probably end up spoiling it. But not like in terms of spoilers for like future things in Star Wars there's not really much to worry about because it's not like it's got, you know, real juicy tidbits in there for the future, but it does have some interesting stuff. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to say top of the thing here. Is it wrong that I enjoyed this book more than I, than aftermath? You know, to be honest, I, I, yeah, it's not surprising because I mean, I was impressed with the book. Um, Aftermath was such a jarring book, I feel. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed Aftermath. I really enjoyed it. But I understand how, I guess that's the word, jarring. I, I understand, like, how it, it affected people because, you know, it, it really turned a lot of people away from from the, you know, from the book. I mean, like they just some people just didn't like the style and how it was written. This one was a little bit more in the line of like, you know, like the, like Star Wars books of old, you know, and just in terms of story, the story was probably a little bit better to digest and easier to digest and follow than, than aftermath. And, um, you know, I mean, that's, I so I definitely can see how you would probably enjoy it more than aftermath. I mean, I, I, I can't say that I didn't, you know I mean? It's, it's, it's a tough one there. Really? Well, <clears throat> so to get down to it, like like you were saying earlier, the, the story starts off. It's telling the story of uh, two characters in the Star Wars universe: uh, a Cyana, a Cyana Re, and a Thane Kyrell from the planet Jellocan. Mm-hmm. And it starts before A New Hope, and it goes all the way to sometime after Return of the Jedi, but before right. before The Force Awakens. Um, and it tells. Essentially, it tells the Star Wars story from their points of view. Um, so, so a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi—they're um, all the backdrop for for this story. And um, these are—it starts off when they're what four or five, six, seven, something like that. Something like that. They're 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 really young when it starts. So we're probably talking, um, God, probably what. Uh, Probably roughly thirteen years, twelve or thirteen years before A New Hope. Yeah, something like that. Because, yeah. well, well, yeah, because when they hit the Rebel, the uh, the Imperial Academy, mm-hmm. they're probably about the same age Luke would be at the right. time of A New Hope. Maybe. Yeah, Is they're they're probably about yeah they're probably about the same as as um as Luke. They're they're about the same age. No, I take that back, dude. I take that back. No, they're they're a little bit older than him because um their first assignment centers around the Death Star blowing up. And you're talking right. Luke Luke's what, eighteen? So they've been 18, in the, 19. they've been in the Imperial Academy since they were I'm I'm assuming eighteen, so they've been in there a few years. 
before that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think, I mean, if anything, I mean, they were close to me, they were close. I mean, they're close to Luke's age, probably maybe a couple of years older, but yeah, not too okay. long. I mean, they're still around that. They're, they're, you know, and they're, they're still young. I mean, they're, you know, you would say that it's, yeah, if, if anything, yeah, they're probably just a couple of years older. Yeah. And so, Cyanuri, mm-hmm. it, they're they're both from the planet Jellican, but Cyanuri is from the original, I guess, original people that that were on Jellican, and Thane Kyrell is from the what they call the Second Waivers, aristocrats, mm-hmm. and uh, people who favor technology and fashion and all that stuff, and they really don't jive together the two the two peoples. Um, right. But but these guys have a spark that since the day they met that 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 keeps them going together. I mean, they, the initial meeting was they were at a hangar when, uh, some Imperial ships were landing on the planet and they just happened to meet getting off one of the shuttles, uh, grandma Tarkin, right. Who, uh, who, you know, notices the kids and, you know, talks to them a little bit. Yeah. It's very interesting too. Like, did you, like, I, I love how, yeah, they introduce, yeah, they, right away we get somebody from the you know from the original movies. You get um, uh, Tarkin to meet these kids. And was it weird to you how like they actually played Tarkin in a kind of sweet light? Like he was kind of like he was really nice to the kids. Well, dude, that that to me that's the whole point of the book. Yeah, the whole point like, of the book is that there's always a, another side to every story. Right, and, right, and you know the people that join the empire think they're doing it for uh, a, a, a good cause. You know, they think they're making mm-hmm. a difference in the world and exactly. they don't see it as, as evil. Whereas compared right. to the rebel Alliance, they're just looking at it from a, the different side of the coin there. They mm-hmm. see the destruction that the empire's doing and, you know, they want to put a stop to it. But those that are in the empire are saying, Hey, we're doing, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're destroying these worlds. We're, we're, we're enslaving these people to, to bring order to the galaxy, you know, balance. Right. Um, like, and that was really cool. I, I really, I really dug like how, how, like when, when they bring target in, you know, you, you think he's like, Oh, he's probably going to be really, you know, twisted to these kids or something. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe put something yeah. in their head that, that would be crazy. No, I mean, he was just, he was really nice to him and like, just had him like, what, you know, what kind of shuttles that, Oh, that's a Lambda class shuttle, you know? And, and just, he was really impressed with it and, you know, kind of, kind of was playful with them and, and just kind of impressed with them and then just kind of went on his merry way. And I just thought that was, it was interesting. I just really, I really liked how that was taken. You're just kind of like, wow. Okay. So, you know, there's one side of Tarkin we know that's evil. And of course would, will you know, he's, he's a military genius almost, but he's just, you know, he's evil basically. And he and works for the empire the way, you know, as the, <laughs> one of the head honchos, you know, so he's of course mm-hmm. somebody to be feared, but in this case he was, he's almost like the, he's basically the inspiration for these kids. Like they, they meet him. They're like, wow, you know, he, he, you know, he thinks we're, you know, we'll make good Imperials one day and they, and they strive to be that. Yeah. And, and, and that was cool. I, and in fact, he even turned to uh, one of his captains during that little meeting there. And he was like, you see Lieutenant there, there's there's different ways of of handling the populace or or, or something along those lines. Where mm-hmm. do you remember what exa- what did he say exactly? Um, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean you don't have always to always just like a yeah yeah you don't always have to rule with an iron fist. 
or, or, or to get control, you know, um, right. which was, which did seem kind of out of character, but it, it, to me, it showed a different side of Grand Moff Tarkin that we didn't get to see in A New Hope. And, right. and for those expanded universe people, you know, you may have gotten to see a little bit. I don't know. I, I was out of the expanded universe for so long after uh, the new Jedi Order stuff. Or was it New Jedi Order? It was that second series of books after Heir to the Empire. But, um, so, but it did show a different side to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin than we... Then we right. And what was interesting? Him. What was interesting is the lieutenant. I, I think he was a lieutenant at the time, um, or he was actually it was. I think he was like one of the. I think he was like one of the younger officers, like a junior officer or something. But you know that was Piet. He was talking to when he says that, and I think the actual line was was uh, you know you see Piet. We never we should never hesitate to use the lash when necessary. But there are moments when the lure is even more effective. Ah yeah 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 that yeah. was Admiral Admiral Piet. Yeah, but it's it's so cool that I mean, but that's basically what it is. It's like you know, you don't always have to have a, a rule with that iron fist. You can just you know, basically the lure is even better. Like you 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 show an example of hey, you know, you want to join this. Like this, the you know, the best thing you can do is fight for your empire, and yeah. you know, you inspire them, and then they're you know they're gonna eat out of your hand. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and um. So I, I mean I really like that point, and and from and from there the two, Sienna and Thane, they uh, talk to each other and they say, hey, you know we have to learn to fly if we want to be in the Imperial Academy, and mm-hmm. they're talking. Well, uh, only one of us has a training mo- a training or a simulator or something like that. So they agree right. to to use each other so they can both get off that planet one day and be big time Imperials and. Right. Uh, from there, the the story progresses from from their childhood up through you know them training together, going on flights together, and basically becoming good friends and maybe even more. To me, the book was it's like Twilight for Star Wars fans, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, well, not quite. I mean, I guess it, you know, because I mean, we don't want to bash it that bad. It's not it's not as bad as Twilight, but it's. It's it's it definitely aims for that that type of audience. I mean, it's you know you've got the the you know two lovers from opposite sides, you know, almost like Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. But you got them from mm-hmm. opposite sides of the track, and they bond and become friends, and then even more when they get older. But they, um, you know, it's just basically like you 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 see how love conquers all throughout the throughout the you know the book, mm-hmm. and. Um, so yeah, way better than Twilight. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you, you you know what I mean. I mean, it is. I, I, I got you. I'm just teasing. <laughs> it, it is a lot better than Twilight, but it, it's got the same kind of thematic elements to it that make Twilight right. what what it is. Um, right. Now, as as far as far as that goes, as far as the Twilight comparison, the one thing I I didn't like about this book was all the lovey dovey crap in the book i'm sorry right. crap. i didn't mean to say crap <laughs> but the i mean the Man, i don't like that crap <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the love scenes and stuff i mean has mm-hmm. that ever been in a star have you ever read that in a star wars book i mean there's been the thing is is they they in in the star wars series I, as far as i can remember even in like in the old expanded universe 
you would always get the impression. You would always know. I mean, just like you, they would talk about, you know, like uh, Admiral uh, Dalla was lovers with Tarkin, you know, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, or of course, Luke and Mara and, and, you know, Leia and Han, you know, it was like, yeah. we got all these babies, but we ain't seen no baby making. You know, well, <laughs> it's just, but it, but well, at the same time, yeah, we don't, we don't really, I guess it's not as explicit as it is in so far in this series, especially like with, with Lost Stars. Exactly. It's always implied, right? Attack yeah. of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is a perfect movie. The, right. You know, you have Anakin and you have Padme and, and you know that stuff's going on in the background, but it's all implied. I mean, the power of that John Williams score. Right. But in, in those moments when they're together is, is it, the music really implies way more than, than what's going on on the screen right there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's what, that's what I like about star Wars too, because mm-hmm. you know, take, take away the adult, the grown up stuff out of it. I mean, star Wars here, here, here I go again, old crabby dude on the front porch. Right. Right. I don't think there's a place in Star Wars for it. Even though I like this book, this was my, my really one of my biggest two complaints was this and the language in the book. You know, for right. I mean, I mean, they it's it's I haven't heard the word "damn" used in Star Wars as much as I've heard it in this book. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, yeah. The my like the way I was looking at it because when I was reading this book, it's you know I like I agree it's it's definitely like even with aftermath it's kind of jarring how these you know we're i guess in a new era where it's a little bit things are a little bit more adult even for a young adult book i was kind of questioning some of the some of the you know the love scenes and things like that and i'm just kind of like what i guess i'm like what age group are they aiming for with this book because you know you you know it's 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 obvious. I mean, you know, life happens. You know, you're you know, people have sex. You know, and and kids, kids know this. You know, they learn it in schools and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, do we have that agenda of, of you know, I guess it's it's just hard because you know it's like, do you sacrifice a story just because because you're you know you don't want to introduce an element to kids at a, at the wrong age? I guess. So I'm. That's why I was wondering. Like, I almost feel like Lost Stars could have been an adult novel. Well, it could. It could have. It could have. My, like, definitely, my, it was. Yeah. Well, well, well. My biggest thing is, if if you want to, hey, I, I mean, okay, look, I get it. I know that they're trying that this book is not marketed towards kids, right? But but you know what? The bad thing about Star Wars is also the good thing about Star Wars. That Star Wars book has the logo Star Wars across it. And the and the word Star Wars means it's for everybody. You know? And and when you when you write this book, Lost Stars, and you include that stuff in it, you you automatically segregate some of your readership. I mean, I'm not saying that five and ten year olds are gonna be reading Star Wars novels. No, they're not. Right. I mean, they're not going to pick up the book, and unless they're hardcore Star Wars fans, I mean, like really hardcore. You know, mm, <laughs> I mean, I, right. I was re- I was reading like Nightmare on M Street one, two, and three when I was probably right. ten. <laughs> <laughs> right. But hey, I, you know, that's neither here nor there. But to me, that stuff just it it doesn't have a place in Star Wars, and that and it bugs the crap out of me. 
And it, and it almost seems like it's a Disney thing. Disney's trying to force the agenda down your throat. You know, you know they to, are they are about their their romance and stuff like that. But uh, and it could be it could be a Disney thing. It I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's I would definitely be interested in hearing the the I guess like the explanation or maybe just something that that like um, Shelley Shapiro or somebody that you know that, that handles a lot of the the star Wars book stuff, you know, maybe, maybe kind of have an explanation for them on what, what their opinion is on it or their, their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I, the thing is, is I totally get where you're coming from and in a way, in some, in, in a way I agree. And in, in some cases I'm just kind of like with me, I'm just kind of, I step back and just play the, the neutral card. I'm just kind of like, I, I get both sides of the equation, but I do, when I was reading it, it's like, when I read Lost Stars, it's almost like when I'm reading books like Hunger Games and Twilight or, you know, um, Divergent and all that stuff. You look at them and you're like, some of these books, the, they're they're marketed as young adult novels. But what I question what age group young adult means and to them because, I mean, I mean, unless they're talking about 16 to 18 or something like that because because it seems like it draws, in my opinion, it feels like almost like these kind of books draw more adults than they do young, young adults and, and kids, even though they're marketed as young adults. It's just like, it's almost like they, with lost stars, they made it young adult mm-hmm. to draw in the, <laughs> some of the adults like, yeah, it's young adult, but it's like twilight. And people are like, Oh, I, I know what twilight is. And it's, you know, and a lot of times you can say that's really not for kids, but at the same time, it's just I do question like what age group they had because this there was a lot of adult things in this book. I mean, it was there was definitely like you know your your love scenes. They didn't hold they didn't to me if it didn't feel like it it held back or that you know too much. Like you were saying, there's you know there's adult language in it. There's you know there's the, the sex in it. You know maybe not as much violence, but but it was still it was still pretty adult to be a young adult book. And, and I, I just, and I agree. I would make it more. And I, if it was me, I mean, I would agree with you there. I would make it way more implicit than explicit. And you know, I mean, I because you could to me, you can tell a romantic story and not even have sex in it, like explicitly. You know what I'm saying? Or exactly, exactly. Yeah, you can definitely. I mean, because Star Wars does it, like you said, they do it. They Anakin and and Padme. You got, you know, you got Han and Leia. I mean, it's it's beautiful romantic love stories mixed in with these with these other stories. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, both parties, you know, got it on in some <laughs> in yeah, certain yeah, parts yeah. where you didn't know you did. You just wasn't looking at the time. But but it's just implied. You just know it. But it's not really said. So it's pretty it is pretty it's it's questioning. It's I'm curious as to the these decisions, like like when they when they read these, I'm wondering if there's any pushback from the from Disney and from Lucasfilm, like, like, Hey, maybe this, um, maybe this is a little too adult. Can we do anything with this? And then maybe just, you know, maybe there's like kind of like a push back and forth on that. Or if they're just kind of like, look, we want you to do what you want to do. We don't want to, we don't want to, um, we don't want to edit you and, and you know, too much, or we don't want to silence you that much. You know, we want, we want them to have free reign over their, over their material. Yeah. You know, because Chuck Wendig with aftermath kind of felt like that. It was, he was definitely, because he's definitely a very out there and he's an outspoken guy. So I feel like he, he seems almost like the kind of guy that if they did say, look, can we tone down on some of the stuff he would have just walked, 
Like that's not yeah. that's not what I'm about, bruh. And then he just walks away. <laughs> I could totally see that coming from him. So I don't know if that's just with this or or they they you know they were kind of like, well, you know, it's it's juicy, and we're gonna get some of the you know the other people reading it, you know, that normally wouldn't read books like this. And, and of course, that makes sense. I mean, it makes money and it gets people interested. Well, it does, it does. But to me, it, after you know, after Disney or after the announcement that. You know, we're doing away with the expanded universe canon, and from here on out, everything is canon. And right. the the initial books that came out, and you and was it uh, New Dawn, mm-hmm. um, Tarkin, and Dark Disciple, mm-hmm. and there's there's probably a couple I Jedi and whatever. There's another book or something in there. You might to me, to the Jedi? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, heir to the Jedi. To me, all those books were probably already in the pipeline. Yeah, right. Pretty much. And there was nothing in there that really said it, that really conflicted with the canon they were shooting for. So they said, "Okay, we'll let, we'll call this new canon in quotes." Right. right. But to me, aftermath started the new canon. I mean, that was that was the book that probably wasn't in the pipeline when all this other stuff was announced, and it said, "Starting with aftermath." To me, anyway, aftermath on is new canon. <clears throat> yeah, and so far we're two for two with up in the the language and the vi- and the, and the sex in Star Wars books, and I mean I don't want to har- I don't want to make the Lost Stars about this, but it's it sort of kind of is the the sex book. I mean at one point you start reading and it's like and his hand cusped her back her lower back and ripped her shirt off or, or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> right, like, right. I'm like, what am I re- What am I listening to here? This, this is not Star Wars, <laughs> right? What, what it, is this, it's Firefly or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it definitely like with the with the book. I mean, you know, um, not to keep hashing, you know, just keep on about yeah. the, about the sex in it, but it just I did feel like it was really it was really adult compared to a lot of the other stuff I've read with Star Wars, and it was it definitely felt like it was aimed you know, for a particular, it almost feels like they were like, they could go get away with saying this is for like you know, the 16 to 18 year olds, but it's going to bring in the 30 and 40 year old moms, you know, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, that we're going to yeah. bring in that audience because I have a friend that, you know, she had never read star Wars books before and read this and, and just enjoyed it, loved it so good. much. And now she's getting into the books and reading them now. So it's a well, good thing, you, I guess. There you, you know. go. That, that That's why they do it. I, I right. get it. That's why they do it. I get it. I, I just, yeah. it, it's starting. You, I get it. Like I said, I'm the old, <laughs> I'm the old guy on the front porch telling the kids to get off my lawn. All right. right. I know. But I also feel like with these with these books, I mean, we're we're also kind of restricted in what we can, what we're going to see and what we're going to read. Like I'm sure we're not going to see as much of this. It's probably going to be more just violence. But in the next book that's coming out in the in the canon, which is um, Twilight Company, it's the Battlefront book. Oh yeah. Um, that, of mm-hmm. course, that one's going to be way more violence and stuff like that. So, we, we'll, that one will probably feel more like a Star Wars book, you know, even more mm-hmm. like a like a war book, you know. So, but I feel like we're probably going to we'll probably see a lot more of the the really Star Wars stuff probably post Force Awakens. I mean, we'll probably get a lot better. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's harsh to say better, but just you know, we'll, hopefully, we'll get to see more of this and not just like, well, you know, like with Lost Stars, it's kind of like, well, we're playing within the established trilogy, original trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
but let's just do a love story and then okay we're doing a love story let's just make it for the let's make it for the older you know the older women in the in the you know like teen, teen like late teen girls and let's put sex in it and let's you know let's spice it up and all that kind of stuff you know but yeah. um that's pretty much yeah and and like i, I said dude lost stars is it's a great book it's good yeah. it, to me it's better than than aftermath it, that mm-hmm. that was just my my really my only gripe is just they're ramping up the adultness of all the books. Right. But well, now that we've t- got our gripes out of the way, how do we feel about the rest of the book? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gripes, gripe session over. Okay. <laughs> so I like that they, the book gives you like a, a inside look at the Imperial Academy and, you know, the tests they have to go through and the training they have to go through to be, um, imperial you know imperials and um and you would think with all that training that stormtroopers could stormtroopers could shoot a little better than what they do <laughs> right what, right what do you think? <laughs> i would think so <laughs> but, but look um, man we give you an academy you guys get trained <laughs> these rebels are just running around like they some of them just like hey we're coming off the farm can i can i shoot with you today like, like yeah. come on I'll, I'll hop in a snow speeder woo! <laughs> <laughs> but okay so as the book as the book grows, I mean, you see Sienna and Thane, and after after they graduate the Imperial Academy and they're given their assignments, I think Sienna is put aboard the the um the Devastator, Devastator, the Imperial, yeah. the um Star Destroyer, and yeah. then Thane is a pilot and he's mm-hmm. puts I think he's uh gone to the Death Star to do some work. Right. And um, and th- this is all takes place before a New Hope. And of course, you know, events unfold for a New Hope. The Death Star is destroyed, but Thane was gone on a mission to scout out um, Dantooine because Princess Leia gave Tarkin and Vader the you know false information about the rebel base was on Dantooine. Right. And um, so Thane got the lucky straw, and he went. He and a couple others went there to scout out stuff while the Death Star was destroyed. Um, and right about this time, Thane starts to realize, hey, you know, maybe this this Empire thing isn't the right thing. I don't like the Rebel Alliance either because they're both full of junk, but um, maybe I'm going to start going my own way. Right. And of course, from there, the the two split. Santa stays with the Imperials. Thane goes off on his own and eventually joins up. He meets Wedge, right? Isn't that right. how he? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I, that's that's the you know that's really like that's one really awesome thing about the book series is how you you start getting these little things in here that kind of really connect it to the you know to the original trilogy. Like like we were talking about with um, you know um, Sienna, she's on the Devastator during the when they are chasing and attacking the Tana four over Tatooine. And, um, so she's there for that. And then you've got, you know, after the Leia gives the information for Dantooine, we have thing going off and actually scouting. He's one of those scouts that actually went to Dantooine and mm-hmm. saw that there was remnants of a rebel base, but it has been deserted for some time, you know, so and, they knew that and, there was something there. And he realizes how big the rebel Alliance really is. He's yeah, saying, hey, yeah these aren't just these aren't just like you know simple 
folk, these guys have like a ridiculous huge base here. I mean, these were well-trained individuals. Exactly. But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I'm just saying, I just think, I just thought that was a really neat, um, you know, thing about the, you know, about, about the books is how they, how we interweave that, you know, and, you know, make these characters really are, you know, they're really a part of, you know, what's going on for, uh, you know, within the, you know, what's going on within the movies, you see that they're, they're kind of tied into it and it's, and it's done in a really cool way. I, I you know, some stuff I would have never really, really thought to do. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. 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 It, it was. And just like, um, battle of Hoth. So after, mm-hmm. Thane meets Wedge. He eventually gets, you know, volunteers and, and joins up with the rebellion. And he's on Hoth when yep. uh, the Devastator and, and the rest of the Imperial fleet starts their attack on Hoth. And um, right. of course, that he escapes and he uh, eventually realizes that Santa was was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but she, you know, just in the atmosphere and space or whatever monitoring what was going right. on. Right. Well, yeah, like like at the time I don't think he knew, you know, he was he was afraid that she was she was in that battle. I mean, he of course probably was like she's got to be here, but probably most likely, you know, monitoring from space, but he was hoping, you know, of course, he was like I, you know, I really don't want to kill her out here, you know. I don't want to I don't want her yeah. to die in this battle. But um but yeah, I mean, backing up, I've, you know, I've, I, like I was saying before, I love how, like, it, you know, the the tie-ins here. You're like, wow, Wedge is the one that got this guy to, to be part of the Rebel Alliance. But we kind of missed the the reasons why there was a, you know, one of the big things was um, Alderan, and I will say that was one really cool thing that the book handled was with the destruction of Alderan and how it probably, you know, it probably divided the some of the empire and also how it inspired them like it shows like different viewpoints of something like like you and I I'm sure we both are like you know of course from watching Star Wars you're like they blew up Alderaan they're horrible people yeah. but then the empire uses it as oh well what it was was you know we had them in a corner and they forced our hand so we had to destroy a planet to show them how serious we were you know that we'll stop them at any cost and when we thought they would give up, they didn't. So it's, you know, it's all on them. And you, yeah. you actually see this play out from a, it's one of their friends that was at the Academy with them. Um, it was a uh, Nash Windrider. He was from Alderaan and he sided with the empire on that. I mean, he was, of course he was like shocked by it and was, de- you know, depressed and couldn't believe that his home world was destroyed. But then he ends up, he's convinced that it's the rebel's fault. Yeah. And he ends up being, one of the um, the biggest um, uh, the biggest uh, supporters of the empire at the end of the book, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, he ends up being like one of the main ones there. Like, like I mean, he's like the cheerleader for the empire. And and also we have to note that Sienna, I mean, um, Sienna uh, and Thane, the way they're divided, you know, Thane's kind of like that logical person. He's just like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm like this, you know, the empire is twisted and messed up, and I don't want to have any part of it. And yeah. the rebels are kind of, you know, they, they ain't hardly any better. You know, so I don't want to have any part of either of them. But, of course, he gets talked into looking at the brighter side of it and thinking, like, well, the rebellion at least has a, a better case for the things that they do. You know, and, and, you know, they're actually standing up for, you know, for freedom and peace, you know, from oppression. Mm-hmm. But Sienna, what we have to understand is that her culture from her, you know, her people, they ha- they are like 100% about honor. And so she made an oath to the empire 
and she's never going to break that oath. And that's one really cool, powerful thing about the book is that you see her decisions and how she, you know, how she stands by the empire, even though like when things are in your face, like, Hey, we have what's called a death star. (laughs) It's blown (laughs) up a planet full of innocent people, but you still sympathize with the empire and you try to, you know, draw some understanding of why they do what they do, but she does it in a very honorable way. She's like, look, I made, you know, I made an oath to, you know, to these people to serve, to serve the empire, you know, for the, for the good of the people and, and for, you know, you know, for everything, for justice and all this kind of stuff, you know, so she's, she ain't going anywhere and it's not, you know, she, sometimes her faith may be shaken, but she's still, she's still there. And like thing, and that's how it kind of divides them and makes that real dramatic part of the story where there's two lovers that are divided, you know, mm-hmm. but so and, I, I mean, that's, that's really cool. But another thing too, the empire, they do some really kind of evil things too. Uh, right. Santa along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, early yep. on in, in in the academy, of course, it's Thane and Sienna are top of their class. Yeah, there was yep. there was a um, some kind of little test they had to do building some. Build, I guess, it a, was like building a cannon. They had to build like a the cannon, cannon out yeah. of spare parts. Basically, just had to cobble together a homemade cannon. And um, and it played out in the. Uh, saying I got you know good grades and all, and then the in, in, instructor came up to to Thanes and okay, let's turn this on, see how well you've done. And turns out somebody's cut the wiring on his project. And long story short, it really turns out to be um, spoiler alert: uh, some higher up Imperials that that did the cutting of the uh, thing just to separate. Sienna and Thane. Well, yeah. and not really just to separate them, but to, um, that they're, they're close. They're from the same planet. The Imperial leadership doesn't like that, that because they see it as more of, uh, more, more of they are devoted to their planet and not to the Imperial cause. Right. So, it's a, so it's, they could be a, a threat basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's a way to divide them and, and see how they react. And um, along the way, later on, after the Imperial Academy, um, Sienna's mother is uh, charged with uh, what racketeering or? Well, no, no, it was or, like or, it was uh, embez- embezzling money embezzling. from that, from yeah. the Empire. So that she wasn't even it wasn't even a, a dispute on the planet between you know citizens. It was like her versus the Empire. So there was no way she could win. Yeah, and. Of course, the imperial leadership said, yes, Sienna, after not wanting to let her go visit her mom, they said, of course you can go. And when you come back, you know, tell me what you find kind of thing. And of course, her mom has no way of winning the trial. So she gets hard labor and, you know, some spice mine or something. Um, And Sienna is forced to sit there and watch, watch everything unfold and still... Her allegiance is with the Empire. Right. And it, it, it blows my mind. I mean, as you read the book, you understand why she stays with the Empire because of her belief system and everything's based on oaths and oaths are the strongest thing, you know, you have. And he, he, like even her dad, you know, was, that's my wife out there, but she broke an oath to the Empire by 
by you know embezzling money, even though we ha they have no proof they said it, it which, ah, eh, no empire sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, especially just for things like that, where they're like, you know, like, I'm sure, especially like her commanding officer seemed to know her character. He knew he, and you know, even though it was a test, he knew that she was still going to stay loyal to the empire. But it's, it's almost just like, look what we're doing. You know, look what we're going to do to your family. Yeah. But, you know, we, but it, you know, you you aren't supposed to do anything about it if you care for the empire, you know, and it, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, that was that was one of those moments in that book where I got really mad. I'm just I'm like, you know, that's an example of good writing when you can come up with with things like that that really make you know kind of move you in a way, you know. And just, yeah, yeah. I was just like, come on, man. And just even with the the you know what they did to them in the academy, I was just like, oh man. I mean, you know just always something you know they never had it easy going through you know yeah but and, um, and, yeah and, and and towards the end of the book you think it's <clears throat> eventually the stars will align and they'll meet up after the battle of endor because technically the empire lost the rebel alliance won mm -hmm. right and yeah. you think that she'll realize what she's done and she'll come to the other side but eh, not so much yeah now we're going to use this. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's like her 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 headspace is like. Well, now you know. Now that we've, you know, we've been scrambled. Basically, like we're we're split up. You know, we're having to rebuild. Maybe we can rebuild it now into the empire that it should be, and maybe we can be more, you know, lawful and justified. You know, and things like that. And you know, kind of basically kind of clean it up. You know, is what is the way she was looking at it. But it's the same same thing, pretty much. I mean, she sees all the the infighting and the you know the people scrambling for power and things like that. Yeah. And um then she's eventually given command of a star destroyer. <laughs> of a star destroyer. Yeah. yeah. And we get to um and see a little bit of the battle of Jakku. Yeah, which, which was surprising, man. I couldn't believe I, I didn't know that they would they would include that in this in the book, yeah. but that was neat that they actually touch on the battle of Jakku. So you get to kind of get you get a taste for you know, at least from one person's perspective or so two people's actually, perspective on it. Yeah, and you actually get to witness the star destroyer crashing into the yep. planet. Her is, star destroyer. <laughs> yeah, her star destroyer, which is you know it's it's cool because it kind of ties the book to the Force Awakens because of the trailer yep. with the you know star destroyer sticking out of the dirt <laughs> of the planet <laughs> out the dirt. <laughs> And, and and of course, long story short, they eventually get back together. But the ending of the book leaves it wide open for a sequel, right? Definitely, definitely. Because, I mean, you know, at first I was like, I don't know if I like the ending to the book. But then I kind of think about it. I'm like, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty nice. Because, I mean, after everything that's said and done, you know, um, you know, not to go into specifics, but during the battle, you know, you got Thane that finally rescues her from dying because – Basically, in order for her to save her 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 honor, you know, was to just crash the the star destroyer into the planet with her in it, and he of course rescues her, and and she's. But the, the problem is, of course, his plan was we'll just run away together, and we'll both we'll both you know she'll leave the empire, I'll leave the rebellion, and we'll just kind of live our own lives. But of course, right when they crash land, they get they the rebel alliance finds them and 
you know, captures her, arrests her, you know, so now she's like in, in, you know, rebel prison, <laughs> you know, and he's, yeah. he, there's nothing he can do about it. But of course, at the very end, it's like, you know, he, he tells her, you know, you know, I'm going to wait for you. And she's just like, but you shouldn't. He said, but you would do the same for me. And she's like, yes, I would. And they just kind of had that moment. I thought that was, I was like, at first I was like, man, that, that kind of sucks. That it kind of just comes to a point where, okay, so now she's in prison. And, but, you know, it's kind of a kind of a beautiful thing there at the end, you know. Maybe, yeah, it there's, it is. I mean, but it's still, there's still a, it's almost like they're still apart. Like they they can't ever have you know have each other together. But like you said, it opens it up for a maybe for a sequel. But I don't know. We'll never know. Or we not until or, we hear about it. <laughs> yeah, announcements made, and yeah. <clears throat> so it, it it has me wondering: is this going to be like a two part? thing or a three or a trilogy on its own um and it may be they they have to be writing a, a sequel to this book I, and it's probably you know end of the year next year sometime probably um it just probably won't be as expansive of course as this one book was because the one book took them from kids to mid middle of return of the jedi and the force awakens and of course we won't know anything further than the force awakens when it comes out in December. So, I mean, will they take it from the point it left off to the force awakens? Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. So, um, I guess to wrap this one up, what do you think, what do you give this, this book uh, as far as a grade? Um, if I had to give it a grade, it's just weird. Cause I mean, I would, I mean, I would probably at least give it a, you know, like a, B plus or an A minus, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's, it's definitely a great book. I mean, I, you know, I was kind of, I kind of had my, my thing with it too, especially with the, you know, like the adult content. I was like, eh, kind of, kind of iffy on, especially with, with, with me knowing that this is a young adult novel. I was just kind of like, maybe we could have gone about this a little bit different. Um, maybe, maybe focus a little bit more on the action. Like I really wish there was more on the death star, um, thing going on, but you know, each, you know, you had like your moments going through the battle, you know, the battle at Yavin, the Hoth battle and, and Endor, but there wasn't as much. Like it felt like it just kind of, you would get half of a chapter of, of, of each, you know, of each battle. And yeah. I really wish that they had more, at least more like reaction on, like I was hoping that there would be more stuff in, within the Death Star where, you know, hey, the, you know, Princess Leia is you know, she's loose and she's running around on the Death Star with these, with these guys and, and robots and big dogs and stuff, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just something's going on. Like, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's pandemonium and, you know, there definitely means, you know, Darth Vader's out there and it means business, but you don't really get much of that. So I was kind of disappointed in that, but overall though, I mean, the story was, was still pretty cool. I mean, I liked the connections to the original movies I really enjoyed the 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 Battle of Jakku, the way it was told to them. So I can't. It makes me really, you know, ready to see how the battle unfolds, kind of like from the from an overall outside perspective. But yeah, but yeah, overall, I mean, I thought the book was good. Besides the you know, besides the the pain points, you know, it was it was a definitely a, definitely a good read. Yeah, it was. It was a good listen for me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I agree with you on everything. Um, I probably give it a B plus. Um, as well, again, I thought it was a better book than Aftermath was, mm-hmm. but, um, I still hadn't read 
so far in the in the new canon, air quotes here. Um, Dark Disciples has been my favorite book of all, and right. um, and really, even that nothing compares to like that that heir to the empire. Um, like the the old trilogy, like the Timothy yeah. Zahn series. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Like, I mean, I'm hoping in the future we're gonna they're gonna open it up. You know, after maybe after Force Awakens, it'll kind of open itself up a little bit to give us. Like a, a, a cool like trilogy of novels that they kind of stand up the way the way um, Zahn's books did, um, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's also probably going to be tough you know, because we're we're dealing with a new trilogy now, and that's where the big stories are going to be. But you never know yeah. we may we may get us a a set of books that's that you know that'll be pretty neat. This party's over. Alrighty, man. Well, we're coming up on that time, so. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to episode eight of Outer Rim News Podcast. Next week, hopefully we're going to be back on schedules for your regular Friday listen. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars Rebels next week. Getting prepared for the big old uh, season two premiere um, on October 14th. So, you can join us then for that. And now we're going to say we're out so for me may the force be with you and peace out peace and love peace thanks so much for listening to our show this week if you want to follow us online you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com we're on twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on facebook at www.facebook.com slash outerrimnews if you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on itunes we would love to see that And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders.